Good day, good day. Welcome to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers. I'm host Ashley Mingwasser here to serve. Our award-winning series is presented by the brilliant minds at the Georgia Department of Education and Georgia Public Broadcasting as a place for our educators to share and learn. Grab some gloves, a wheelbarrow, and a water bottle. This is a hands-on episode traversing into a special branch of experiential learning whereby students perform transformative tasks in their home communities. Service learning in our schools ushers in powerful community cohesion and change through any number of vehicles. It's learning about a topic while learning about ourselves while learning to think in a new way. It's so meta. Following the fulfillment of a service learning project, that empty corner in your town driven by hundreds of times without a second look becomes the community garden full of literal life, germinating produce and connections. The once unfamiliar assisted living community becomes the home of some older friends. Who is better equipped to guide us down the perfectly planted service learning path than a truly iconic duo? sharing a lifelong vision and a powerful mission. You know Sonny and Cher, Brock and Michelle, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, R2-D2, C-3PO, even Shrek and Donkey. But do you know Donnie and Patty? Donnie Robertson and Patty Gilmer are both sponsors of their National Honor Society at Calhoun High School, part of the Calhoun City School District in Gordon County. Donnie's entering his 24th year as a teacher and is now teaching physical science and physics. Patty earned her 30-year milestone in education, a.k.a. retirement, yet is still assisting Calhoun with some pretty impressive NHS service projects. Welcome, Donnie and Patty. Thank you, you. Ashley. What an introduction. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know where that was going, but yeah. that was pretty cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks for hanging that in there great. with me. Yeah. You, you two are a remarkable duo. Our audience is going to hear about it. Uh, my first question is for you, Patty. Why are you still working? <laughs> I, I, I love what I do. I love kids. I like seeing them get inspired, and I believe in NHS, and getting kids plugged in to service is huge so that they can make their communities better forever. So I'm working part-time as a retired teacher. That's a beautiful thing. I want to know how you both came to enter this here education field. Donnie, would you tell us your story? Well, so uh, I majored in public and social services uh, out of Kennesaw State, and I played baseball there with a guy whose mom was a super, the su assistant superintendent with Gordon County Schools. And as I was coming out of college, you know, I, I thought I was going to go work for DFAX or, you know, somewhere like that. And she offered to uh, hire me as a special educator in Gordon County. Look at that. And I thought, I don't have a teaching degree. She said, oh, no problem. We can get a provisional certificate. You can work on your degree. And uh, the rest is history. I became a teacher. Here you are. Here I am. Almost two and a half decades later. Yeah. What's your story to by. teaching, Patty? I went to the University of Georgia as a business major and realized my freshman year I, that was not my calling. And so <laughs> I went through a club called Community that connected me with volunteering in a school and it clicked and I've uh, loved it ever since. Ever since. Well, you both have a natural propensity to serve and we'll get into that in just a minute. But why do you think teaching is or isn't a rewarding profession? 
Well, it is. So I don't think it isn't. So uh, Thank it you. is. It is because um, you just get to see the growth in kids, man. You get to pour into kids and see the growth in kids. And, you know, some of those, uh, I think every educator has that story about some kid that when they first met them, you know, things weren't going well. And, you know, uh, four or five years later, six years later, all of a sudden these kids are, are growing and, and they're they're transformed into somebody you never really imagined they could, they be. could be. And it was all because of some educator, um, some coach maybe inspired them and, and stuck with them, didn't give up on them. Yeah. So, yeah. It is rewarding. It is. And I know, Patty, you mentioned that you actually get recommended against going into the profession at times by teachers who are maybe burnt out or struggling. Would you say that the career has been rewarding for you? Absolutely, and I would recommend it. I wish my daughter would teach. Really? But, um, I'm hoping kind of she changes her mind, but... Uh, absolutely. I've I've loved my career, and that's why I'm still in it and plan to be for years. It's very rewarding. And I think the more you get plugged in with kids and do do trips with kids and get to know them on a different level and do community service with them, it makes the job even better. It's more rewarding. Yeah. You said your daughter, you mentioned her. She actually had Donnie as a teacher. Yes. What, oh, what's yeah. he like as a teacher? You know. Uh, she adores him. Like, he, he gives amazing life advice along with his teaching. <laughs> um, I'd love a piece of that if you got some time. He just he just wants them to be good people oh. and and he's very invested and they know that. So um, he has a huge impact on our students. Well so these kids are gonna live most of these kids are gonna live in our community, but they're gonna live in a community for sure. Sure. So, you know why you, not? Yeah, wouldn't you want well-rounded individuals. Well-rounded kids entering your community. So, yeah. Well thank, thank you, Patty, for the kind words. Yeah, it's, uh, I knew Patty would represent you so well. <laughs> <laughs> She's your new publicist, Donnie. Yes, <laughs> You're going to take that on. Can I get a fun fact about each of you personally? Why don't we start with you, Patty? Um, my fun fact, because I let my, my roommate at Georgia got to go to Cortona, Italy for a summer. I'm like, I want to do that. And so the only thing I could do, because my classes were really structured, was student teach in England. And so I applied and lived in a castle <gasps> and taught at an all-girls school. And there were like 80 American students there. And we traveled all over England and Europe while I was student teaching. So that I would highly recommend that to people to study abroad. And those kind of immersive experiences are amazing. You lived in a castle? I did. That is there any publicly misperceived notion about castles do we have any no there were they, there were the exactly. staircases and it's all there <laughs> oh yes it's all there it was amazing you fact checked it but one of my always do like a quiz at the beginning of the year how well do you know miss gilmer and I always put i lived in a castle and they always say false false i'm like gotcha i, did. <laughs> I love the two truths and a lie it's a great time yeah. uh, what's your fun fact donnie have you lived in a castle <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've not lived in a castle, and I'm not royalty. <laughs> but I do have nine toes. There we go. Yeah, we're, we're going to run the gamut on this fun little fact uh, ladder accident with flip flops. Just that's, don't do that. Yeah, that's about all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> a ladder. That's some of his life advice. Don't yeah. use a ladder. <laughs> it's like it's right like it's like Mr. Robertson's Ten Commandments. You should pass those out. <laughs> that could be marketed as well by your publicist Patty here. Yes. Wow. Okay. What age did that happen to your Porto? That happened in 2014. Ah. Oh. So I was coming up on a decade without my toe, and yeah. you're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Which toe are you missing? 
I think it's the uh, little piggy that went to the market. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Well, you still have your wits about you, so we have yeah. to thank you for that. Only a toe. Only a toe. Uh, a fact of the matter that you two have imparted to me that I believe is true is that service learning is truly taught to us. Someone shows us how first. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember doing care packages as a Girl Scout. My mom remembers cleaning up litter in the park with one of her clubs in school when she was younger. What was your first foray into service as a younger person? Mine um, was definitely through my church. I remember our youth group used to go every fall for a couple of weekends and clean up elderly people's yards. Could have been anybody from our uh, congregation or just someone that we knew was in need. Um, and so that was kind of, it was so fun to be with my friends serving, but it was rewarding to see how appreciative people were. So that it kind of inspired me to always find a place to plug in and help. And I wanted to pass that on to my students because I know they'll get as much more out of it than they ever put into it. That's what we always tell our kids. For you, Donnie? Well, so, um, yeah, I did some of the same things at church, but really the first time I can remember, um, I would say, a service project, it was when I was at Kennesaw State playing baseball. Our team went to the Cobb Civic Center uh, in in collaboration with Must Ministries, I think. And, oh, yeah. and we uh, we... For Thanksgiving, we shopped for a family, basically. Oh. You know, they brought all the food there, and we, we made up uh, Thanksgiving meals for the families. And I don't know how many families were served, but I do remember that we were there all morning long, and people just kept coming. Mm -hmm. So it wow. really, you know, I just, I remember thinking then, like, man, there's a real need. You know, yes. this is the United States of America, but the people are hungry in the United States, and that's, you know. You don't see that unless you're in those kind of situations. I mean, you know, so anyway, it just exposed me to to, to serving. It was eye-opening. Yeah, it was eye-opening. And, yeah. and it is transformative. There are so many great quotes out there about service learning. I'm sure you've upheld these in your classrooms. There's, we rise by lifting others, Robert yeah. Ingersoll. Mm -hmm. uh, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. That's yep. Gandhi. Uh, I like this one, Tom Brokaw. It's easy to make a buck. It's harder to make a difference. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. And I think this is, might be my favorite. Benjamin Franklin, founding father, doing nothing for others is the undoing of ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the absence of that me first mentality. Right. Do you have a favorite quote or expression you like? Well, I've got a few of them, but uh, one, Ronald Reagan, it basically says, we can't help everybody, but everybody can help somebody. Yes. So... It doesn't matter who you are, you you can be of help to somebody. Yeah. So there's that human mentality we have of the problem's too big, I won't make a difference. Yeah. That speaks directly against that. Mm -hmm. What about you, Patty? I just love the saying, and I would say this to my students a lot, in a world where you could be anything, be kind. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. when you're serving, there is a kind spirit in anything I think that we've done, there's always a positive spirit and a kind spirit. And yeah. so if we could all be kind everything's better. Yes. Yep. You two are glowing, actually, side by side. I feel like I might be levitating <laughs> right now. This is very, very spiritual. <laughs> Let's break down for our audience. We'll define it shortly, but just a little, a few fun facts. Service learning is and service learning isn't. Service learning is. Give me a couple bullets for that. Educating on a need. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then finding a way to take action to meet the need and then always coming back to reflect on 
what did we get out of it or the population we were trying to serve, what did they get out of it? And I think that's usually a process we try to to look at. And we want kids to have the ideas. It's not necessarily our ideas um, of what we want to do. We want them to see a need in our community. And that's what we ask for through our Interact. He does Interact Club and we do NHS together. And so we really want it to be student driven. Yes. So service learning, I mean, you're, there's a service you're providing based on the need, but <clears throat> if you don't learn anything anything from the process, then it's really not service learning. That's so right. You got to learn something in the process, and it may be that you learn the community has more needs than what you thought. That's you know, true. On the surface level, you might have you recognize this one need. Now, when you dive into it, uh, and we're doers, we're not you know. Maybe we don't plan as much as we should sometimes because we want to do so much. Right. I mean, you know, and and um, when we get into whatever we're doing, then we realize, hey, this should have been included in our plan because there is a need deeper than we thought. Right. So service learning isn't just totally random. It's inspired it's by inspired, something yeah. that your students see. And we're going to talk about the process by which they, they find and determine some projects. Yeah. Let's transition to talk about these wonderful National Honor Society students that you both sponsor. How do they qualify and who makes up your club? Um, th the first qualification is they have a 95 or ha higher GPA. And then from there, they do a pretty extensive application to show that they're involved, already have some leadership, um, their um, attendance is good, they're participating in community service already, there's a certain number, 40 required hours before they can even be accepted into the club. So just all, overall involvement, not just academic, to be in this in, in National Honor Society. How many students are, are in there? What's the makeup? Different kinds of athletes and? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> diverse group of students. Yeah, you know, we usually yeah. initiate, induct um, about 50 per class. Oh, that's a good size. It is. Good it's size. A very good size. Okay. And a couple of projects. You mentioned they've got about 20 hours a year that they need to complete. What are a couple of their, their key projects that they do? Yeah, um, they are required to have 20 hours, and we do say 10 need to be action-based, which are some of the ones we actually sponsor. And they can either do donations, money, hangers for our clothes closet, time in the clothes closet. So um, a student a few years ago brought the Shop with a Stinger program, which is where needy children in our elementary and primary school get to shop for Christmas with um, four of our students paired together. So they donate money. We meet at the school. We have volunteer bus drivers come load Aww. them all up. Um, they take them all to Walmart. They get to shop together. It's so much fun. Sounds They're all fun. in Santa hats, and <clears throat> they come back and get to pick out the wrapping paper and wrap them together, and we have Christmas music, and his wife was Mrs. Santa, and my husband was <laughs> Santa. And This bond is deep, you too, yeah. <laughs> it's just a joyful time for the holiday for kids who have a need, and I, you can see in our kids' eyes, they got way more out of it than just – the kids getting the gifts. It's yeah. It's eye opening for our students. And so, what happens with uh, NHS? You know, a lot of kids want to. They want to wear these cords and these. Uh, uh, what do you call them? The the, the stoles. The stoles. The stoles. Yeah. At yeah. Graduation. They want to wear the stoles at graduation. So maybe that might be the that that was their goal in the beginning. They think they're going to wear this stole. It's going to look cool. But then they realize, I think that that stole is. It's just a stole. Yeah. But what they're doing to earn that stole is so much more important. Mm -hmm. So that might be the little, you know, carrot you're, you're dangling to get them to join. But once they join and they figure out what we're doing, that stole, you know, it, it 
it's not as important mm-hmm. as it once was. Yeah. And now the the uh, now the now the services they're part of a movement. They're part of a movement. Yeah, and the yeah. service is more important. So that you know that that's to me the part of a movement, and it's growing every year. And I'm hoping this year we're going to serve a hundred different families. This year, I don't know what was the number last year. We had about 220 students participating. So we had. Yeah. About 60 kids that we bought that Christmas helped. for. Mm-hmm. Shop with a stinger because your school mascot we at are Yellow Jackets. The Yellow Jackets. Yellow jackets. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I so. did have a student this year. She realized she was short on her service hours, and it was about three weeks before graduation. And I'm like, well, you have to get them. So mm-hmm. I need a student to be tutored. He's trying to graduate, and he is failing this class. And so <gasps> she came two periods a day because she was pretty much finished. And she was glowing when he oh. passed that class. And he so passed. he passed and he got to graduate. It was a senior trying to graduate. Look and so that. I'm like, just things like that, where I wasn't going to just let her buy hangers or clothes. Yeah. yeah. There need, was a need. I need some action. Yes. And um, she was like, man, that felt good. Yeah. And I'm like, it, he needed you. Yeah. yeah. And look at the lesson that that teaches. Well, let's look specifically at how service learning can be supported in our schools. You guys have done a pretty good job hinting at uh, service learning and what it is, but can you define it and talk more specifically about the process that you're having students engage in, the learning piece of it? Since it's a club, we really don't have a class we're attaching this service learning to. It's a it's a club. Yeah. So um, Students from any class. Yeah, students from any class can can join these clubs as long as they meet the requirements. We're looking at leadership skills. We're looking at empathy. We're looking at all kinds of different social skills that they're learning in the process, right? Yeah. So to us, that's important. Adopt-a-grandparent, the other community service project that we did. You know, some of these kids didn't know how to interact with older people. Oh, they didn't point. have They didn't have grandparents, so they didn't. So they we didn't. had to have that conversation of, you know, sit close when you talk to them. Sometimes they just want you to listen because they don't have relatives nearby. They don't have visitors. Family to talk to. What What is the Adopt-A-Grandparent service project that you've done? Um, last summer, we um, my daughter actually pointed out that during COVID, she noticed how lonely my own parents were because they could not be around us. And so we have a few assisted living, room, uh, li- assisted living homes in Calhoun. And I have friends that work there. And so we reached out and met with them. And they're like, we need youth coming in to visit. It just brings life to them. It brings joy. They want to hear your stories. And they love to tell their stories. And so we just had the uh, residents fill out kind of information about them. And we gave it to our different kids. And our first night was a ice cream social and then we went back like once a month play bingo with them we went to valentine's party and this is an ongoing relationship oh yeah we're going to continue we're going to continue it we just we hope every year our kids have ideas and the impact they want to make on the community and i don't know what they're going to want to do this year but we're open to a system and well some of these things we want to be sustainable i mean yeah the the shop with the stinger and the adoptive grandparent you know it's working it's 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 teaching uh we come back and we we reflect on ah. what what's happened, you know. So mm-hmm. we don't want to just every year pick a totally different service project and bounce from from thing to thing. Like we'll keep some pretty consistent, I think. And those are the two that we found that that um, a good number of kids can get involved with, mm-hmm. and we can impact more kids and a broader. And there range was a of sweet the bond community. with some of our students oh, yeah. and those residents. Like one little lady, she was like. 
I'm changing my will. Donna's going to get everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, they really, I mean, they look forward to those visits. But our kids looked forward to going. Like, yes. it was it was just thing. just to be seen, you know, and that that human dignity piece. And I think you really nailed it with what you just said, Donnie, that you're not in a classroom. There's not a test on this. But mm. that that reflection piece where you come back and you regroup and you debrief and you talk about it, that's kind of where you're you're reflecting on what skills were gained. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really nice. Okay. Very good. What components are you looking for in a strong service learning project? What does it need to be to work? Students really have to have a passion for what they're doing. And some students you see have a passion for children, and some students have a passion for elderly. And mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see the ones who consistently came back to visit. Because some people, again, like Donnie said, were not comfortable with being around elderly or people who maybe yeah. had some dementia. It was out of their comfort zone. But I think it helped some of them see I, ha I have a passion for this population. And some of them talked about it's kind of helped them decide what kind of major they want to do. They realize they're not... The kid oh, yeah. thing's not their thing, but they really, my daughter especially, she has a connection with elderly people, and it's something that I think that she will continue. You know, these these projects, there's a collaboration piece, and the kids, they really need to collaborate and work together, use some teamwork, uh, brainstorm. You know, there's, there's some problems they're going to have to solve, so they're using some critical thinking skills, problem solving. I mean, it's uh, all those things that you're trying to hone in so when they leave Calhoun High School, they're better equipped to go to college or the world of work. Uh, they're going one or the other. They're going to college, world of work, yep. or, you know. So uh, all those skills can be sharpened through service learning. So. Exactly. What what benefits do you see in students? You know, you know them personally. You're watching them grow through these experiences. What are the what are the benefits, even unintended benefits you've seen? It's the growth. I mean, it's the growth and yeah. seeing seeing – well, I, I just saw something on uh, maybe a tick. I don't know what it was, but TikTok. anyway, it was, it was about a kid that took over a school bus, and the guy was having an eleven-year-old kid. The guy was having a medical episode, and the kid was alert, and he took over the school bus and stopped the school bus and and kept it from from going off the highway or whatever. And um, they interviewed all the other kids on the bus. And, like, what were you thinking? What was going on here? I and mean, all the other kids were saying, well, like, I was on my cell phone. They <laughs> so didn't even know. I had my AirPods in. They had oh. no idea what was going on. So I think the cool thing about these projects, these kids getting together and collaborating, I mean, like, they're not on a cell phone. They're not. Nope. They got to work together. They're in the present They're in moment. the present. They're, they're, you know, there's a song. I don't even know the title, but it's talking about. Keep me in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be kept in the moment. And I think, you know, if we can teach these kids to be kept in the moment, so many opportunities are going to be seized. Then, you know, I'm on my cell phone right. and TikTok and whatever it is. And we're going to miss some moments that yes. we can make an impact on other people. So we're either adders or subtractors, right? Yep. So you're either adding to somebody's life or you're subtracting I from it that. probably. So, you know, and I, don't quote me on that. That's a John Maxwell thing. But It's nice to be reminded. Yeah, but, you know, you're either adding or subtracting somebody's life. And we, we want kids uh, to learn to add to people's life. Yeah, you know? exactly. To yeah. be present, to be active members of society. It's that yeah. action piece of service learning that, that you talked about. It's very competitive to try to get into these colleges. And we're writing recommendation letters all the time for, for kids to get into colleges. And, you know, says, hey, can you recommend me for this college? And... They've not done any community service or, or, you know, nothing that's extraordinary. It's sort of hard to recommend them. You know, so when I'm writing these letters of recommendation and you got a kid that, that gives you plenty of 
material to work with. Mm -hmm. And they've volunteered. They've got all kinds of hours. They, they've uh, headed. I wrote Patty's daughter a letter of recommendation. Glowing, of course. Yes. But I had a lot to work with. I mean, you know, she's she's headed up many different projects and she's got all her hours of community service and this and that. And uh, it was easy to write that letter of recommendation. Right. So this isn't just Colleges want to see that. This is life. Yeah. This this is uh, this is paying it forward into who they will be in the future. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we hope, I mean, a lot of them, like he said, they may try to join the key club or the beta club. So they're like, oh, I want a lot of cord at graduation and I want my stole. Um, and then once they start writing those college applications, they see the value in the requirement. So yeah. at times, and we always try to tell them, Find those things that you really enjoy doing. We don't, we don't want you just to buy your hours because you're not gaining anything from that. But once they all started writing their applications and essays, a lot of their essays, you know, I proofed a lot of their essays and they were asked how they were. And it was the involvement and what they gained from the service learning yes. opportunities that they ended up writing about a lot yeah. of the times because that was a lot more impactful than writing the English paper and taking the math test, which was important. But... They get gained so much in a deeper way when they yeah. participate in yeah, the Yeah, and I can, I can think of a couple that, um, you're right, Patty. Uh, I read a couple of those letters myself, and I can think of a couple that talk, they specifically talked about how how much of a connection they felt with the community because of the, the uh, service, service that they've done. experience, yeah. and also job interviews. If yeah. you can talk in a job about a real-world difference that you've made, managing a project, being a part right. of a team— it all comes full circle. Any other benefits, Patty, that you can think of? Uh, connection with local businesses. I mean, our mm -hmm. assisted living home mm -hmm. and Walmart, that's where we shopped. Um, I mean, we do have to collaborate with them to make it happen. And we didn't just show up at Walmart. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, meeting with the assisted living, like what are some needs? What would they like to play? Do, would they enjoy, you know, doing things outside? Like it helps those kids that go and and seek those opportunities in our with our local businesses and yeah. that collaboration is key and other groups i've noticed since we started doing the adopt a grandparent there are more groups from our school going there to do things and so i think it's helped for for other groups to get plugged in there as well yes so national honor society is is your is your offering to students and the service hours are a requirement are there other school clubs or organizations where where service is a required piece of it our beta, our beta club as well. Beta club. Beta club and Interact Club. I'm I'm also the sponsor of our the Interact Club. So it's uh, we've adopted the mile in front of our school, and oh. we have uh, kids that go over to the local boys and girls club and they volunteer their time to tutor and mentor and things like that. So uh, and we're always looking. We're trying to find an international project to get involved with right that now. That would be cool. And I th I think I don't want to. I think I've <laughs> I've come up with one to uh, propose to the kids, so I don't know. We'll see. The Interact Club is um, affiliated with the Rotary Club. Oh yeah. So it's a community service club, actually. I mean, that's that's, and most towns in in America, I think, have a Rotary Club. Our Key Club does. And Key Club, oh, Key yeah. Club, they have to do hours as well. So yeah. there are many outlets. Yeah. And, and the required oh, yeah. piece doesn't deter students. It actually gets them to click into the importance of service learning, you think. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, kids are busy. Like, kids yes. are busier than they've ever been. So um, it, it's really 
it's really awesome to see our kids wanting to do these things, knowing how busy they are. Because if they're involved in drama or football, baseball, you know, all these other sports or whatever, we want them to be involved. But then you 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 see these kids that are involved in all these other things, and they're still doing the community service. They're and still that doing tends the service to be the projects. ones that show up. I think wow. busy yeah. bodies are better bodies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this paradigm has great interpersonal impact. I'd like to hear another student story of the impact on a student of service learning and maybe also the impact or benefit to an organization that benefited from a service learning project. I loved hearing about the grandparent who said, I'm going to put them in my will. What other, what other great stories of success do you know? Well, I just have a kid that in the Interact Club, he, uh, he, he really just um, talks about the, the leadership that he's gaining from being an officer in the Interact Club. And he wants to do more. And, you know, he, he realizes that without a strong leader of the club, that the club doesn't go. You know, That's it's right. like, you know, I, I realize that um, I need to be a better leader. And the only way to be a better leader is to uh, is to take charge and lead and, yeah. and, and ask questions and, you know, uh, uh, be inquisitive. I mean, I encourage them to ask questions like, I don't know all the answers, but if I don't know the answer, we'll find the answer. We'll, we'll work on it. You know, we'll find it. So, um, the biggest thing is just doing. Yeah. I mean, just doing, just doing. Like if you're, if you're, if you're a DIYer and you don't know how to do something, I mean, you know, you have no excuse nowadays because there's a video on YouTube for it. Treasure trove of video content. Just, just (laughs) if you want to do, there's an outlet, there's a way to do it. So, you know, if, if you want to do it, um, come to us and, We'll try to get it done somehow, some way. Yeah. So. And you're preparing students for careers through this process because they're able to identify needs. They're mm-hmm. able to learn, develop their leadership skills. They're learning how to be collaborative, how to have yeah. empathy. One thing that I always struggled with was the group project piece of it, right? Yeah. Because they are having to work as a team. Do you think that builds their collaboration skills? So, so the group project thing um, – you know, when I when I talk to kids about group projects, I'm like, hey, you know, this is this is real life because when you're in the world of work, you know, you're on a team, and even in education, we're on a team. And if you if you don't get your work done, it slows the whole team the down. Whole team so down. you you've got to get your work done, and if you don't, then you're the weakest link of the team, and then um, you might not have a job. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, there's a life lesson. Yeah. So you might not have a job because if they can do that job without your input and your work, then you're not an invaluable member of the team. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to you got to plug in and you got to you got to do what you say you're going to do. Okay, so there's been there's been a couple of times where, um, you know, I've shown I'm showing up to the stadium after a football game and our NHS kids, I've told them, I said, I'm going to be there, but I don't want to be there by myself. So I've got to rely on you guys. I mean, I'm relying on you guys. You guys that say right now, if you're raising your hand, you say you're going to be there, you need to be there. If you tell me you're going to be there, if you if you don't raise your hand and you're telling me I, I can't be there, no big deal. But if you're raising your hand saying I'm going to be there, you can count on me. I'm showing up in the morning. I need you to be with me. Yes. Because I can't clean the whole stadium by myself. That's a commitment. And they commit. And, you know, um, I mean, it works out. It works out. Let's end with uh, Donnie and Patty, dynamic duo, (laughs) with some service learning projects educators can begin 
just begin with to create enthusiasm in their schools. We've been talking a lot about this as an extracurricular organizational capacity, but it seems like classroom teachers could have a project within just their own class, right? Anything you want to recommend as a starting point service project? Um, I would definitely recommend if a teacher or a school is trying to get involved in service learning is to just have an open discussion with your students and let them identify needs that they see in the community. And once that's identified, have them or the teacher reach out to any organization or local business that we think we can partner with. And uh, once the idea is born, it's pretty easy to get it going when there's passion behind it. And, you know, we can always, the school social workers, I mean, you you know, you can tap into those guys and, and, um, those people, they know the needs of the, of the community. That they do. They, they know the needs. I just, I was speaking to one of the ladies in the office. Uh, I actually saw her out shopping a couple of days ago, and I told her about uh, a mission trip I went on, and she was like, we got those kids in our school. We got those families in our school. So we, we had a 20-minute conversation about um, all the needs of kids people in our school right now. Yeah. You know, right now. So, yeah. I mean, we always collect canned food and things like that and have a competition with classes. And in middle school, that was huge. Like mm -hmm. homeroom teachers yeah. really get competitive where they might bring a thousand items in. So that's something small. And I think we can think of areas outside of just cans. Um, if I, and I was just, as we're talking, I'm sitting here thinking like I have a student. She's an officer for us this coming year. And she told me that was the thing she was most excited about NHS is, is she's always wanted to do community service. She just didn't even know where to find the opportunities to do it. And I think we need to try to do more for our underclassmen and, and provide opportunities because I think they so many of them would want to plug in. They just don't know how to how get to started. Start. And if they did one of these low-hanging fruit projects, right. then they can come to you guys with that passion project you were talking right. about. I really care about this. I want to do this. Right. And so we can even just say, you know, this is – because our clothes closet, you know, we have kids who need, you know, it starts getting cold, they don't have pants, you know, and we probably need to push that out more of, you know, this this is sweatshirt week, and we need everybody to bring a sweatshirt in who can, you know, d the easy things, yes. and this get them started, and then, you know, do more school-wide, not just our club, I think. We probably could do that this year, Donnie. Look at oh, this even, growth yeah, happening yeah. before <laughs> our eyes. Well, <laughs> even, you know, like you're saying, the easy stuff, I mean, yeah, you got to, you might want to start with something easy, because, you know, you try to bite off too big of a chunk it's it gets overwhelming right. so even things like um the pop tops for the ronald mcdonald house oh yeah i mean come on like i didn't think about that it doesn't take much effort to break one of those things off sure and, doesn't and put in box tops we used to do a lot of yeah those. it doesn't take it doesn't take that much effort and uh you know that's it, it could make a huge difference on a i mean to say if one teacher does it eh, you're thinking eh. but if the whole school did it Again, a movement. Yeah, a the movement. whole school did it. I mean, make a make a huge difference. So, and I think know. it's just a conversation with students because it, they all see where needs are. And if we just ask them, hey, where would you like to put your time and energy? You know, if we just leave it to them, they're going to probably do more than the adults. And I can tell you the happiest teachers are the teachers who are involved, the ones oh, yeah. who do the extra stuff. It may be extra time, but it is it makes our job so much more fun because, yeah. you know, kids – in that level, and you just get to see the reward of it. So uh, teachers who just come in and then go home at the end of the day, they're not near as happy, I can promise you. That, that fulfillment level is lower. And exactly. you know, Patty, because you've completed the 30-year <laughs> commitment to this. Right. So you definitely have some follow-through. She never leaves. And she's still there. <laughs> yeah.
Donnie, Patty, thank you so much for being with us thank today. Thank you so much for having thank us. You. you have just a wonderful light and a giving spirit, and I know that that is rubbing off on your students. So job well done. Uh, service learning uh, becomes a way of life, audience. The more we serve, the more we want to serve, Donnie says. Over time, the service learning model to take action, learn, and reflect gets built into our actual makeup. Notice how you're serving your students by upholding this practice. Identifying ways for students to serve now will serve students for life. We thank you for that service. You're a great teacher. I've got care packages to make and grandparents to adopt, but I'll be back with more Classroom Conversations next week. Bye-bye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant.